Hey, it's Jose Galison on No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. Also, it's about everywhere podcasts are at. I'm on the Liberty Movement YouTube and BitChute as well. Um, this episode will not be on it. We're going to be going a little bit more political on this one. Today, my guest is Josh Smith. Uh, the topic we'll be going over today is when the cathedral attacks. Um, also, want to remind you all, I just monetize. So, you know, if you want to give me some money, I'm always about that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jose 2020 I'm also on EndTheFed.app, which is where you can support me with crypto. I'm Jose 2020 on there as well. With that, let's go ahead and add Josh to this and get it going. What a do, dude? What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience? That way they uh, can, you know, uh, sure, know I'm you the, I'm, <laughs> I am the shitposting troll that your parents warned you about. Uh, <laughs> if you don't follow me on Twitter, you wouldn't know that, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, Tower Gang, hashtag Tower Gang. No, I'm uh, I'm an LMC at-large representative on the Libertarian National Committee. Uh, I'm also running for chairman of the Libertarian National Committee. And uh, I am getting ready to launch an awesome show called Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith, which you should find on YouTube and definitely subscribe to uh, before our show goes live next Wednesday. We're going to have two shows every week, a show on Wednesday evening at 7.30 Central Time and a show on Friday that will be an interview show. Great guests lined up like Mosh Ture, uh, Dave Smith, um, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So definitely check it out, uh, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it coming on. You know, I'm, I follow you on Twitter as well. We're both Tower Gang. Uh, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit because that kind of plays into the second part of the topic that I wanted to hit on a lot. Uh, but, yeah, no, definitely a good follow. Um, I've, I've been getting – it's funny. Like, I didn't start doing Twitter until I started a podcast, and it was like – it was just like, seemed so dumb to me and even started dumb initially. But it's like the more followers I get, the better it gets, oh, the so more it sucks me in. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is so much fun because you – just relentlessly talk shit to people on Twitter. I mean, Twitter, it was created, like you can't, you can't deny that it was created to just troll people to, to, to kingdom come, man. I mean, it's, you know, you get booted, but you can always start another. It's like Twitter. You can always start another account, like always, no matter how many times you get booted, people come back under different names. And, and it's not like Facebook where, you know, my, I'm blocked. I'm banned for life from Facebook. And, uh, uh, they've blocked my entire IP address to the point of where when I tried to start another account, it was gone within eight hours of starting the new account. Twitter's not like that. So uh, yeah. you can have a lot of fun on Twitter. Plus, you got all these really stupid, I mean, just dumb as shit blue check marks that you can go and talk shit to. That's what the, the, the Tower Gang was born out of the ashes of failed blue check marks. So uh, it's fun. It's a good time. Twitter's definitely yeah. fun. Yeah, it's great for sure. No, it is just as like it's a it's great like a nobody like me that can like I can just go talk shit to these like big politicians and journalists and then like I will sometimes get responses and stuff. So like, I can't tell you how many times I've been like my kids are like, what are you doing, Daddy? I don't know, bullying the vice president. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the one place you could actually do that, you know. And and right now, right now, Twitter's doing this thing where they're actually um, like blocking. They're like suspending accounts for posting pictures of our president right now. Uh, mm. So if you if you uh, post a picture of him sniffing a child, they uh, immediately deem it as child pornography, and then they suspend your account. So a picture of our president. Can get you suspended for child porn. Keep that in mind. That's the person that you voted for. 80 million of you voted for a man that sniffs children so bad, Twitter will not allow those pictures on, on their platform. Okay? Congratulations. I hope you feel bad. So to touch on your – go back to your podcast a little bit. I kind of want to, to hammer down. So you're kind of doing a, an interview slash uh, you're also probably going to have your rants type ones, that the, that the basic uh, template you're shooting for there? 
Sure. So like the Wednesday night show is going to be, it's going to be, I'm calling it the solo show. It'll it always have me. Um, I may have some like random co-hosts here and there. I got some, you know, I live in Iowa, so I got a lot of friends that can come and sit on the couch and be a part of the, uh, the, the show. And, you know, I may get my girlfriend to sit down every once in a while. She's one of the founders of informed choice, Iowa. You know, I might have random people that, that come and host the show on Wednesday with me, but it is the, the break the cycle of Joshua Smith. And then on Friday evenings, we'll be doing interview show. So it'll be, you know, one hour or twice a week. Um, pretty, I'll stay consistent about it because it's a live show. I want, I want the, the viewers to feel like they they can always come and watch the show whenever they, they feel like it. But, uh, yeah, so it, it should be fun. And it's not just going to center around, you know, I'm a libertarian. I work with the Libertarian National Committee. I work with the Libertarian Party. But it's definitely not centered whatsoever around the Libertarian Party. We're not going to sit there and talk electoral politics every single show. I might mention some things here and there. I'm definitely going to take some pot shots at the Republicans and Democrats because they fucking suck. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to draw a bunch of um, anarchists and, and uh, agorists and all this stuff in and then be like, hey, listen to the Libertarian Party. Join the Libertarian Party. I'll throw that shit in the show notes and you can deal with it on your own if you want. If not, that's fine too. Just watch my show. Join the Patreon. Join the YouTube. Uh, you know, join the, the Odyssey. All that shit. And just watch me. That's all I give a shit about. You know, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to grift that ad revenue because I got six kids with a grandchild on the way. And uh, I'm going to grift myself into my dream job of being a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to be a cat man as well. That'd be nice. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I was just kind of curious because I mean, uh, I mean, I didn't know if you were doing like the interview thing. I know, I mean, obviously you know this. I'm sure you do. Um, at least my opinion personally, it's been I've done like two solo episodes and they're an absolute nightmare. So when you have like people like say like Dave Smith when they do episodes, whole episodes just ranting, it's like you're it's kind of impressive. At least personally for me, it's just. Like that, those ones hard. When you have someone to bounce off of, or someone even to co-host, it's just way easier. Because like when you get to that spot, you're like, all right, shit, my brain is at its limits, and you're like, oh, let, let this person jump in, you know? Well, and it make yeah. it even better. I'm gonna do it live, so yeah. people will be able to watch me literally be a deer in headlights, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think my first solo episode, I like did it like I because I mean most of the time I do all these in one shot. I don't have to ever edit like at all. But like I know my first solo one, I had to like redo like four or five times just because I'd like just get start stammering and like start getting my head. And it feels way less organic when you're just talking to a computer like here. Like I have you. We're having a conversation. It just feels more real. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I will do some recorded content here and there, too. I want to, you know, I want to keep the YouTube fresh and as much content out as I can. Uh, and then there's a new platform called Odyssey. They're working on letting OBS live stream to them too. But I was able to sync my my YouTube so my content will automatically live stream from YouTube over to Odyssey. And this is like a decentralized uh, platform that's not about kicking people off for, for uh, wrong think and wrong speech. So, that, so that's going to be a really cool platform to check out. It's O-D-Y-S-E-E, -E, Odyssey. Um, it's a, it's really great platform. I think everybody is pretty much syncing their YouTube to it now, uh, especially people like Eric July, Dave Smith, stuff like that. So um, definitely check that out. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. But I am gonna live stream. But I, like I said, I will have some uh, recorded content here and there once I learn how to edit a little better. Uh, just because I want to keep you know little snippets here and there for for people to check out. And, yeah. You know, if you don't have the time to listen to a one one hour podcast uh, twice a week, then you can always check out the ten minute recorded content that I put out too. So. Yeah, a little pro tip for people who are content creators out there. I don't think Odyssey will let you sync until you get to like 300 subs. So if you're a small fry like me, it's a, you're going to have to manually update it every time, which, I mean, it is what it is. It's definitely a good place to be. Uh, I'm just too lazy. I'm waiting until I hit 300 subs. That way it'll sync it for me. We got to get, <laughs> get your sub count up, man. Yeah, you do start, it. I, hey, you, don't, you got, don't you got kids to feed? You better start yeah. self-promoting, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
right now I'm still in the stage of losing money because I got to pay for this shit. But I'm just sure. like, you know, but it is, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. It's fun. As long as I get to a point where I'm not losing money, then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the important thing, man, because it, it really is. It's like fun to do. It's a hobby for you, for you and stuff. Making money is definitely where you want to get. But if you could get to a point where it doesn't cost you any more money, you're doing great. You're doing really good. Yeah. I mean, my opinion was something like this, especially when you're coming when you have no name. You probably got to just like do the long grind and just be consistent. So I just try my best to do two two episodes a week and just stick with it. And eventually you get there. But yeah, because I mean, I don't expect to be like, a, you know, a month from now, be like making, I mean, maybe make a little bit of money, but not anything that's like substantial. Because I mean, with something like this, there's so many people in there. You just feel like it's a longevity that gets you there. But anyways, I brought you on here, not to just go on about podcasts. I mean, I kind of did want to like hit, hit what you're going at. I didn't know if you're going to be used like an outlet for your campaign. Sounds like you're going more like the more organic, like, you know, just, you know, your thoughts and maybe a yeah, little bit of a, that as well. It's going to be a legit show. I mean, yeah. I want it to be a real, I want it to be <laughs> yeah. a show that everybody can enjoy and um, one that educates, you know, normies on, on why it's important to say fuck you to the state. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's an important thing to, to do, but, you know, and we'll have really good guests on the topics. You know, yeah. so and, and I've I've been able to amass this kind of pipeline of, of really cool names over the last five years during the, my my campaigns and stuff. And, um, you know, I think that I think it'll be a good show. Hopefully people enjoy it. If they don't, eh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they'll enjoy it. I mean, you seem to at least from following on Twitter stuff. You have some you have the kind of kind of the vibe that I'd want to follow. So, I mean, I'll definitely be watching it. No, I appreciate but that. Um, uh, yeah, well, gonna, the reason why I brought you on here is because I wanted to do an episode of you know, just like kind of when the cathedral goes after someone and you as of late were a target of the cathedral. I do want to preface this whole conversation with I'm genuinely I came in here completely blind. I have only heard little bits and pieces of this whole drama because genuinely I kind of don't give a fuck uh, aside from the angle of I do think it's interesting of that like, you got targeted. But so far as the drama of the family, this family, that like while we've talked before, and I'm a non-voting anarchist. Uh, if I was to put myself in that paradigm of interacting with the political I kind of genuinely don't care whether the person I'm voting for is a scumbag or not. I care about whether they're going to uh, go after the certain political items that I want them to, to do. You know, as long as they're not like diddling kids or some crazy shit, like for the most part, they can be a dirtbag. Not saying that it applies to you, but it's just it seems so scummy that this even became a thing in the first place. Oh, sure. If you know what I mean, like why the fuck is any of this even being brought up? Because I know oh, it was yeah. a lot of it was like your family and stuff, so I'm gonna let you kind of go into that. I want kind of want to hear it from you because sure. I don't I, I don't even really know what happened to be honest. I, well, I kind of like thing, I wouldn't spot, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. like call the people who went after me the cathedral. There's definitely people who have gone after me that are are cathedral simp's. I mean, full yeah. on simp for the cathedral. We'll call you a, a, a conspiracy theorist if you even say the word cathedral, um, and it blows my mind because any self respecting libertarian in this country should understand what the cathedral is. I mean, it's literally this cabal of the media, politicians, big tech companies, corporations that all work together. I mean, they really do. It's, it's blatant for anybody who pays attention that, you know, uh, the, the social media platforms want to censor speech and censor wrong think and censor the, the political parties that they don't like. Um, you know, they've worked, they've gone, they've come together on Senate committee hearings and they, you know, they talk to the Senate. It's not like they don't ever, uh, talk to the, the, the politicians in power. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we know this for a fact. We know that corporations lobby the government for special protections in the market. You know, it's, it's calling it the cathedral is not a conspiracy. That's just the name that we gave this cabal of, of 
people who really direct a narrative in this country. Um, so I kind of had my own little cathedral in the, you know, in the libertarian movement because I was running to be the chair of the third largest political party in this country. And there's going to be some people who oppose you. Now, I understand opposing me on policy, but when you start going after my fucking family, um, publicly, when you start going after my 16-year-old daughter, when you start going after my 75-year-old grandmother after my grandfather passed away, when you when you talk shit about my mother, there's something wrong with you. You're a piece of shit. But it, it became apparent to me that these, you know, some of these people probably are not libertarians. You know, they're probably not, they're probably only here to be agents of chaos. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about Nicholas Sarwark, who I ran against in 2018, uh, being a high-level uh, <laughs> government agent of some sort, CIA alphabet or boy. <laughs> NSA or something like that. And, and that's that came from uh, WikiLeaks dropped a, um, uh, a document that was, that was hacked, I believe, um, from uh, Straffer, which is, you know, that uh, it was, they essentially work with high level agents around the country. Um, and his name was on there. His name and address were on this, this list that was said to be only high level, uh, you know, informants or, or agents that were working with Straffer. Now he, he explained it away as his brother-in-law uh, bought him a subscription to the magazine as a, as a birthday gift or some dumb shit. Um, and that's the only reason his name was on there. Well, that's not what WikiLeaks said this was for. This wasn't people who subscribed to the Straffer magazine. You know what I mean? Um, and who in their right mind would get a libertarian a subscription to this magazine for a year as a present, first of all? You know what I mean? Nobody wants that shit. We don't want that. We don't want to be a part of that that system. We don't want. We definitely don't want to be giving money to Straffer, right? And so um, that was kind of how it was explained away. And, you know, I used to be a really big Nick Sarwark fan. I really did. I used to be a big fanboy of Nick Sarwark. And then I started watching him go after people like Tom Woods and Dave Smith and um, Eric July and, the, you know, talk shit about Ron Paul. Like, Ron Paul brought the vast majority of my generation to liberty. I mean, there's just no denying it. You talking don't fuck with Ron yeah, Paul. Yeah, fuck with Papa <laughs> Paul, man. And, uh, and so um, – I started kind of, I started kind of wondering, like, what the fuck's going on here? And that's why I initially ran for chair in 2018 because I called some big level libertarians. Who were like, hey, you need to run for chairman of this party because this guy's a piece of shit and needs to go. And everyone's like, no, you're crazy, man. This is the most popular chairman the party's ever had. Blah 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 blah. blah. And so I ran, you know, and I, I didn't beat him. He beat me handedly, but um, that's when I really started to kind of give credence to this to this speculation that maybe he was an alphabet boy of some type, you know, and, um, you know, I realized that he he grew up in Arizona, but then he moved to Maryland um, and, and got involved with the Maryland State Party first, which is just ha so happens to be where the headquarters for the NSA is. And you know what I mean? And so um, <laughs> and, and so he and then he and then he started moving his way up and became the chair of the party. And once he was the chair of the party is when he started going after all these big name libertarians that were really good at bringing people to the movement, really good at educating a populace. Why would you do that? And, and Tom Woods, you know, Tom Woods, I think it was Tom Woods said, you know, if he, maybe he's not a federal agent, but if he was, could he be doing a better job? I mean, he, I was literally thinking that the whole yeah, time I was like, waiting to interject with that. And so, so I, you know, I'm sure that some of these people who I've gone up against or who have come after me and started using all these blatant fucking lies about me and my family, um, are, are probably part of the cathedral. I mean, you know, I talked to some of the old, old, like, members of the party, like D. Frank Robinson and uh, people who've been around since the beginning, people who are friends with Murray Rothbard and shit, and they, they, you know, they'll tell you straight up. They're like, you know, for every 100 people you may meet in the Libertarian Party, one of those people is probably from the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or, a, or an alphabet agency here to try and cause chaos in an anti-state party, you know? And so 
Um, I'm sure there are some, and and the, you know this 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 person Angela Fisher Owens and her, her husband Ethan Owens, who I've watched for the last five years, only attack people in this movement. They've never done any good work whatsoever. They went after Adam Kokesh. They've gone after me. They've gone after anybody who gets like any kind of following in this movement. Why would you do that if you say you want to grow the Libertarian Party? You want to grow the Libertarian movement? Why would you only attack people who are bringing people to movement? So. You know they're bad people, but they they have yeah, they they've called me a domestic abuser, they've called me a sexual abuser, they've called me a deadbeat dad, they've said I can't hold a job, they've said anything that they can throw at me and try to get the stick, they will, and it's been, you know, it's been pretty crazy. It's hard to deal with as a as a normal dude. You know, I'm just a fucking maintenance guy from the West Coast. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a doctor, I'm not one of these big name people who get into politics to to make a bunch of money. I got into the electoral politics side of the liberty movement because I felt like it was a good place to educate normies on how to become more libertarian in general. If that means they opt out of the fucking system and, and become non-voting anarchist, awesome, great. Mission accomplished, right? If they become uh, libertarians within, side, with, within the electoral politics sphere and they start voting libertarian for people who are getting, trying to get into positions to relinquish power, fucking awesome. Mission accomplished. That's that's why I got involved. And I understand there's a lot of people who don't, you know, they don't want to be involved in electoral politics. More power to you, man. Just just don't don't deal with the system. You shouldn't. If you if you you know, if you're if you feel like you shouldn't, then you shouldn't. And so um so uh yeah, you know, these these people, they they're just they're vile, disgusting people. It's like my own little cathedral. But these are the same people who simp for the cathedral. You know, these people who go on fakertarians and the Andy Craigs of the world, and you know, you you say the word cathedral and they're automatically like, Oh, the cathedral? Are they in the room with you right now? You know, like <laughs> they try to call you a conspiracy theorist, which is a direct tactic that came from, you know, the 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 CIA. I mean, you know, back during the the uh, Kennedy assassination. Anybody who dared speak out about it was immediately deemed a, a, a conspiracy theorist, and that's documented in CIA like uh, files that have been um, released. You know, is call them conspiracy theorists, and people will think they're crazy. And so they're trying to do the same thing. You know, every time you mention the cathedral, and it's like this is a blatant thing that actually happens. We know that you know this this merger of state power and and, and corporate power. If this, which is fascism, you know, as deemed by, by a, um, uh, oh God, Mussolini, right? We know that this is this fascism, and so, um, and so uh, they're doing they're doing the same thing, you know. We we know we know that this is a corporate power merging with state power to shut down narratives that they don't agree with and uh, push their own narrative and their own politics on on a populace that's really unassuming. And so, if you bring up that. And, and you have libertarians calling you a conspiracy theorist, they're, they're probably either idiots or they're purposely doing it, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, to be the most grateful interpretation of them, it just means they're not red-pilled. But I, I do think to define the uh, cathedral, there is some aspect of it. Of It's like uh, you can be unwittingly part of the cathedral in a sense, where it's like you're you're just someone who's become so embroiled in the system that you unwittingly defend it, which is that's kind of what the cathedral is. Is there like the ones defending the cathedral? They sure. are the cathedral part of it, whether they realize it or not, you know, they're useful idiots. You know? I mean, yeah. that's, you know, th that's what they are. And, and hashtag tower gang, that's what we would call them, you know, <laughs> useful idiots. And that's, that's yeah. what they are. You know, they, they simp, they simp for the, the cathedral by acting like they don't exist. And it's like, we fucking know they exist. I can prove yep. it to you by showing you how these companies work together with the government to fuck you over. And if you're not falling in line with their their political narrative and their social narrative and, you know, and, and you can see it. And, and, you know, another word that people use a lot is cultural Marxism. 
right? And you'll automatically be deemed a white supremacist if you even say the words cultural Marxism. But it's like, it's fucking blatant, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's blatant that they, you know, a lot of the things that they do in the media, it's, it's blatant to anybody who actually pays attention to this shit. And so, yeah, the whole conspiracy thing, thing if you're trying to bring it up, it's just, it's, it's vile. And I know that these people are either, like I said, they're either unwittingly doing it, which means they're idiots and they're, they're useful idiots or they're doing it on purpose because, you know, they have some other agenda. So I'm curious with this whole attack against you, uh, with they were throwing, uh, you know, whether they were lies or not, I don't know. I'm take your word for it. They are lies. But like I said before, I kind of don't even care. I find it appropriate. This shit was even being brought up in the first place in a political type, you know, scenario. Uh, but I kind of am curious, did, was this something that they've been doing the whole way through or did it get hit at, hit when you were at the, uh, cause I know it was at the, uh, God, what is it? The, you guys were all at the, What's it called? The, the National where you? Yeah, the commission. You got. There seemed to be a lot of it came up there. That's when all this. Yeah, stuff no, it had, been, it had been going on for years, man. I mean, okay. My my first run, I started in 2017, so we're talking uh, four years ago when I announced my first, my very first run. Um, and I think I went a couple of months where people didn't really take me seriously, so I didn't get really attacked at all. And then um, there was another. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what started. I, I just talked about this on another podcast, but. Um, there was another woman running named Alicia Dern who had run for vice president in 2016, but actually stepped down after some backroom deals and uh, endorsed Bill Weld. He, she was one of the reasons why Bill Weld won. Thanks a fucking lot, uh, Dern Coat. And so um, she was. She had a campaign manager named Angela Fisher Owens, who I just brought up, who I said is always attacking everybody in the movement that gets a following. And uh, they they came to me and they were like, "Hey, let's work together to take down Nick Sarwark." And I was like, "Ah, you know, I'm going to run my own campaign. I'm doing this thing independently. I'm doing pretty well. I've raised a lot of money. I'm traveling to some state conventions and stuff." And um, and so they got, you know they seemed to kind of take offense to that. And then they came back to me like two weeks later, like, "Hey, we're going to start a hashtag Me Too movement with inside the Liberty movement um, and kind of call out some of these sexual predators and stuff." And I'm like, I'm like, I don't I don't really know. Uh, any sexual predators in the liberty movement, you know, like I, I, I know that, you know, people sometimes say things that are not, you know, totally kosher. They're not like great, you know, but I've never actually seen anybody sexually harass somebody in the liberty movement. And uh, so I'm not going to be a part of that. But, you know, if you guys need help or whatever, just let me know. And, and you know, I'll try to do what I can. And um, two, two weeks after that, I'm at the Texas State Convention and I get a text message from Ange Angela Fisher Owens. And she goes, some things coming out about you sexually harassing a woman at, at the Washington State Convention uh, last month. And I'm going, that's my home state convention. What? I was living in Washington State at the time, you know, and I had a girlfriend and like, so, so I immediately started texting people from the convention. I'm like, do you remember, do you remember this happening or any of this stuff happening? And everyone's like, no, not at all. You weren't even drunk, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know, I get it. Um, and so I find all these text messages between me and her and then the woman who's saying these things. And I, I, I put out a statement like through a publication and, and I dropped all the screenshots, everything to the point of where they actually had to make a public, a public apology in that publication, the whole, like the Dern campaign, uh, the people who made the claims initially, they were all working together on this, on this thing called the Feldman foundation. And so, um, so uh, they actually made a public apology and that just set them off and it never ended. I mean, it's it's gone on and on and on and on ever since. They went after my kids. They went after my mother. Uh, they've gone after my current relationship, tried to get my girlfriend to, to, to uh, are you there? Buddy, you gone? Did I lose you?
Hey, I'm back. Sorry, uh, the uh, my power flickered for some weird reason. I don't know what happened. So. So I kept recording me. I think I don't know. Um, I don't know if you did anything embarrassing that we may need to cut this out for. But if not, we'll just roll with it. Good luck, man. Good luck. No, I. So I was just saying this. You know, after oh, yeah. that. After that shit, it just went on and on and on forever. It never stopped. They went after my kids, my mother, my yeah. grandmother, my friends, my current girlfriend, my current relationship. Where we just had a baby, uh, December thirty first, uh, when she was pregnant. They were reaching out to her, trying to get her to leave me, so they could spin a story that I left a, a pregnant woman. And um, they 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 bribed my sixteen year old daughter with money and a cell phone to like make a statement against me during the national convention. Who who by the way I have con- uh, full custody of now, and actually took custody of her two younger siblings that are not mine. Uh, so that they wouldn't go to foster care. So, you know, all this shit you hear about me being a deadbeat dad, like I could fucking prove I'm not. So fuck you if you bring it up, right? Um, you're obviously, you obviously don't care about the facts or, or the truth behind situations. You just want to trash me and, and trash my campaign and trash the work that I've done um, because it's not true. And I can prove it's not true, you know? Then, and that's the same thing the cathedral does. They don't give a shit about facts and truth and stuff. They just want the narrative spun. And so, yeah, like I said, in, in a way, there are many, there are many cathedral for me, but um, yeah, Sean the non-believer. <laughs> yeah, cathedral. The cathedral very much exists. I mean, it, it you know the way it's written about and the and the literature about the cathedral. I mean, it very much exists. And people will try to tell you that the cathedral is like a Jewish conspiracy, and you know you're saying that the Jews control everything and and this and that and this and that. No, dude, it's just the cathedral, man. Um, All right, so so now on to the JQ. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, buddy, whoa. Calm down, okay? Woo. I'm half Jewish, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. But, if, I, you, know, you know, I just, I feel, it wouldn't, if, if, if it was really the Jewish conspiracy, don't you think we would call it the temple? I'm just saying. Right? Just be, saying. It's, it's almost more catchy, too. I'm just saying. Wouldn't we call it the yeah. temple? I feel like we would probably call it the temple if this was a Jewish conspiracy. But it's fucking not. It doesn't matter what the race or nationality or religion of these people is, as long as uh, we break them up and get rid of them so that they can stop spinning a narrative in this country uh, the, the way they want it spun. The thing is, you know, they do this, too, they, these attacks. You know, I mean, for, like I was joking, I said shun the non-believer, but there is some truth to that. But it works. Like, I, I was really surprised how many people – with this, like people I thought were good people fell for it. And I, I mean that in like a, like they, there were a lot of people who turned their backs on support for you, or, which, and it would be because of this. And it was like, my thing is like, even like I've said multiple times, even if it is true, it's kind of like, I'm, you're voting for this guy because of his stances on political issues and, and how he can educate people to your perspective. Like if he is a complete and utter dirtbag, which I don't think you are, it's like, okay, so what? Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's kind of the same thing with the whole era of Trump and how everyone hated him for being, you know, because he said mean words where it's like, I didn't like, I didn't give a shit about that. Like, I cared about that, you know, Yemen and stuff like that. Like, I didn't give a damn that he was an asshole. If anything, I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, his Twitter was lit, man. His Twitter was lit. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's and it's funny because they they hated him so much for his the way he acted that we got rid of the fake racist and put an actual racist in office. And and they don't care. They don't give a shit about it. the thing about politics is 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 the the Republicans and Democrats have become such chess beating tribalistic shit heels that they don't care about the policies anymore. They just don't. They don't give a shit about the policies. It's all about can we fucking win or not. Um, and and they've proved that they've proven that now by uh, voting Hillary in 2016 and by voting voting Biden in, tw- in 2020. It, you it, literally these people 
have been showing you who they are for 40 years and you didn't give a shit about their fucking policies. All you cared about was that your side won and Orange Man was bad. And to the point of where now we have somebody in there who's going to fuck up your taxes, fuck up your jobs, fuck the, the middle class, keep con continue wars around the country, uh, continue printing fucking money out at the Federal Reserve. I mean, all the bad shit that's going on in this country, he's, he's not even going to fix your college debt like he said he was. He's not going to send you $2,000 like he said he was. He shut the door behind him on BLM and not and didn't let BLM into the conversation about equal rights in this country. He fucked everything that he said he was going to do. He fucked it all up. And and if you don't have buyer's remorse, you're either an idiot or you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, there's just – you don't even know where to start with him. It's just mind-blowing to the point of how much people got fooled. It's like, for example, like the Uyghur thing, you know. Oh, and, then, and then like even then on the other hand, the Republicans have no – have no like consistent principled like way to go against them. Like, I don't know if you see there, it was making the rounds on Twitter. There was a super cut of this chick, uh, some Republican, uh, I think she, I don't know what she was running for governor or what, but it was just this cut of my, my opponent, the radical liberal, the radical liberal, it's just a super cut. And that's the only thing she was able to hit him with. And it's like, you have nothing, neither side really has anything other than name calling. Cause it's cause they're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. They're it's just a matter thing. of degree. Really. They have the Not same kind. policies. They are just one side is better at, at at radicalizing their side against the other side than the other side is at radicalizing that side. I mean, it, they're, they're, they're literally the opposite sides of the same coin. I mean, the policies fucking continue. There is no visible difference. The, the biggest differences between Trump and Biden are that tons more jobs will be lost now. There's no doubt about that. You know, uh, uh, people will continue to be thrown in cages and violent rape cages for, for nonviolent drug crimes. Uh, the Federal Reserve will continue to press on. You know, the wars will continue to press on. There is no visible difference. And and they're just so good at radicaling, radicalizing their side to think that there's a difference, that they go down the voters booth, you know, angry, violent with their porch, their, their pitchforks ready to attack the other side. That's the only difference. There is no other difference. You know, the, the, the policies continue. There's no, you know, Trump wasn't going to kill gay people and black people. And, and, and Joe, but Joe Biden might. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't tell you because he definitely he definitely likes to lock them in cages. So um, but I just there is no visible difference in how 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 people have been fooled to believe that there is is, is really beyond me. Honestly. Yeah, they're like I was saying just a minute ago, the differences between them are a difference of degree, not of kind. Like they're the same thing, just matters of degrees. I mean, it depends on the issue. But generally speaking, really, the only issue difference between the two is to what level they go on any given issue. But for the most part, they're the same damn thing. So, all right. So, you know, to put it in Star Wars terms, I just did a Star Wars episode yesterday. Sick. You know, the, the you got attacked by the cathedral, and now now it's time for you to strike back. Oh yeah. So, what 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 are we doing now? What are we doing going forward now that you've you've been hit by them? You know, they kind of fucked up your whole. I mean, because let's be real, you would have almost you would have been the chairman. You know. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I yeah, the, yeah. I mean, absolutely. and really, I listened to another podcast on the. Uh, this is a Clean Libertarians podcast. I was listening to it, and uh, he's actually the one I did the Star Wars episode with. But uh, he was, you were talking about how like it was even kind of shady the vote count the even vote under that shady, under that yeah. you know yeah. even after all the mudslinging. So yeah, all the motions, you know, all the motions leading up to the to the chair um, election were uh, averaging about six hundred and thirty to six hundred and seventy votes. Um, between the online portion and the in-person portion because it was a hybrid convention. And then as soon as the chair election happened, there was over 900 votes. And I lost by like 127 or something. So it's like, eh, that's a little weird. And they, they actually called for a, a, a delegate count and the delegate coordinator, delegate chair 
basically refused and said no and walked off stage. So it was pretty shady, man. Um, you know, I can't I can't say anything definitive. I know there's other people in the LNC that think it was really shady, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, our own little party's cathedral may have fucked me out of being the chair. I may I may I may should maybe be the chair here now. But um, who knows? You know, I, I don't know that I'll ever find out without a full scale audit. And I don't know if I have enough support to get a full scale audit. But yeah, uh, it was definitely it was definitely weird and shady. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that had these people not come out and started attacking my family and uh, my friends and my and my, my kids and all this shit and my jobs and. I think uh, I think there you know there's a good chance I could have been chair in 2018 maybe even um, definitely 2020 no doubt about it so yeah no uh, I mean uh, just to, to be fair I mean they that's politics so yeah. I mean they they won I mean that the, those were the rules you yeah. know like there there kind of almost are no rules it's a uh, I know I don't know if you listen to Yarvin and he kind of makes oh, yeah. the the uh, he talks about how it's politics a lot like water polo and that, like you can't see what's going on under the water so it's like you kind of gotta. You know, whatever you can get away with, you can get away with, you know, sure, that's sure. I mean, while it may be shitty, I mean, it is I mean, that's kind of part of the corruption of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's that's yeah. like with this whole Biden election, you know, people are like people are like, oh, there was no uh, corruption. There was no uh, voter fraud, this, that, this, that. And I'm going I'm going every election in our fucking lifetime has had voter fraud. What are you talking about? Like literally every election we've ever had in my lifetime, there's been mass voter fraud found. So saying that there wasn't any in this election is bullshit. I mean, absolute bullshit. You have to, again, you have to be an idiot to believe that. You really do. Uh, and and so, yeah, I know it's electoral politics. I know it's a slimy fucking shitty business. I'm one of the honest people that, that's involved. Um, so, so I'm the one who gets shit on as an honest, you know, blue collar working class guy. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. It is. That's what politics is. And <laughs> I, I've chosen to, to make myself a part of it, even though I'm an anarchist at heart. And uh, so, you know, I try to I try to fight it in a in a good clean way, but occasionally I, I take the low road sometimes too publicly. You know, I don't I I don't ever go after anybody's family and shit. Like that's not how I roll. But I'll definitely call you an idiot. Uh, you know, I'll definitely call you a nerd. I'll shove you in the virtual locker for sure. There's no doubt about that. That's coming for most of you kids. Yeah, I think generally though, probably staying principled or staying above it all, it probably does help you over out at least in the long run. You know, like because you look at a lot of these people, and it's like, I, I, for example, I don't, I don't feel like Nick Sarwak could get elected again after the, he's ruined oh, his no. name. He's yeah, caused no. so many issues. So it's like I think, you know, you look at like Ron Paul, and like his his record is just like, just unimpeachable basically. You know, I mean, he has a few blips here and there, but and he stayed, stood the high road the whole time. So there are. There are benefits to even in this dirty game of politics being a little bit clean with it, you know. Sure. Not saying you shouldn't attack, you know, worthy targets, but you know, you never heard about Ron Paul, you know, shitting on someone's family or something like no. that, you know. Then you would. I mean, yeah. Sorry, the, the, <laughs> I got tired, man. Look, hey, yeah, uh, I've worked, I've worked 108 hours this pay period, and I still have another 12-hour shift in this pay period to go. So 120 hours this pay period. I'm a little tired. When you got six kids, you got a lot of mouths to feed. You know what I mean? Oh, um, I got you, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, Ron Paul, he attacked the issues, and he he made he stayed principal in his resolve, and and attacked the issues publicly. He told Congress to their faces that they were a bunch of psychopaths. And we all love him for it. I mean, a whole generation of people my age and younger and older uh, that, that came to this philosophy of liberty because Ron Paul stayed principled in his positions since the, the you know, the 1970s, really. I mean, even earlier. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see the merit to staying a principled person, even if you're working within the political climate or political sphere. 
Um, it's, it's an important thing. And I have, you know, and, and I'm not going to let these people break me into becoming unprincipled. You know, I, I hold a couple of things that are maybe a little hypocritical. Like I believe that, you know, pedophiles should be thrown into wood chippers. I, I totally agree with that. That, you know, I don't care at all. If you hurt children, you should, you should probably be neutered and then murdered. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that using the legal system, the way that, that you can in today's society is also, you know, a pertinent thing. Like I, you know, I've talked about suing some of these people that have called me a sexual abuser because it can hurt my career. It does hurt my relationships. It does hurt things that are, you know, part of my life. It is, in my opinion, you're violating my rights. Um, and so I do believe that using the only recourse we have, which is the, the legal system now as it stands, um, is not a really an unprincipled position. But if it is, ah, well, I'm a hypocrite there. That's one thing I'm hypocritical about. But you won't find many stances of mine, if any, really, that are that are pro-state. I don't think the state should have much control over anything whatsoever at all. So um, I've stayed principled and these people aren't going to fucking break me. They're not going to bend me. They're not going to make me bend my principle uh, and, and who I am for, for their own evil games. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's funny you brought – you... I mean, the autistic mind I have, when you brought that up, I immediately went to Walter Block and how he had the exact same thing happen to him. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I, if anyone's interested, there, there, Walter Block makes a consistent... Uh, he the, the New uh, York Times. Yeah, he made a, yeah. And even then he made a case for how it was still principled. And it, I feel like it kind of holds up. I mean, it's one of those things where you can, like, argue one way or the other. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like, if you, it's your only recourse. Like, it, it kind of is what it is. Like... I mean, you could even make the case that in a true free market, there would be some sort of, you know, system that you could use that would, you know, maybe even more of a, just a social shunning. Type there'd be some thing, kind of, but, yeah, there'd know. be social shunning. There'd be some kind of arbitration, you know, yeah. even in a, a stateless society. And and this is the this is the current bounce of legal bounds that I have to work in is is, you know, you're now saying things about me publicly that can damage not just my my image publicly, but my career, you know. My relationship with my girlfriend, my relationship with my kids. I mean, I, I literally, I have custody of two children who are not mine biologically, okay? If you're calling me a sexual predator openly and that that sets off some kind of investigation and I get these kids taken away, now, now it's become more than me even wanting to, to take you to court. Now I'm going to want to find you. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to want to find you in person. Um, so, so you have to work with, within the legal bounds that you're given. And, and if, you know, when you're going after me in that light, you're no longer just hurting my reputation. You're now hurting my actual life. And you're going to have to answer for that. You fucking nerd, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's funny. You, we were talking about just saying about how like being principal, that doesn't mean you can't be thrown bombs. Like that's, that's right. different. You can, you can still be attacking the cathedral and staying principled. So you with should that, be attacking yeah. the cathedral. You should. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So with that, like, I was kind of getting at what are what are we looking at going forward? Like, is this going to be kind of your method campaigning? Is this just going to be throwing bombs? Is this going to be using your podcast to shit on the on the fucking on the on the cathedral using you know Tower Gang hashtag Tower Gang? Like, is this <laughs> is this what we're doing? Because I know that's been the big talk with the LPMC is just throwing bombs, and yeah, well, I, I do think there is something to you. We can't rely on their media even if like we're if, like me looking through this political paradigm if i'm saying like i'm i want to go that route i think we need to not be leaning so much on their media and i think that there's something to like kind of what you're doing here like what dave smith's doing like having their own following and their own stuff like that you know sure well and, and michael heiss uh, michael heiss the founder of the meesecock is one of my best friends in the world i love the guy to death um he he said something that has resonated with me so hard for so long we are going up against people that will napalm your children 
we 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 don't need people that are 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 uh, scared of memes or offended by memes and words. We need pe- we need soldiers, right? And I am one of those soldiers. I don't give a shit what you say, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you bend or break my will. And yeah, I'm gonna lob bombs. And I did commit to this campaign being. Uh, more open about lobbing bombs at, at shit heels and, and vile people in this movement that are trying to drag others down. And I've stuck to that. You know, I went from playing politics and trying to be the nice diplomatic guy uh, to, to having my family attacked on a daily basis and not giving a shit anymore. You radicalized me. You fucking people radicalized me to the point of where I'm going to tell you to get fucked uh, publicly and I don't care who that offends anymore. I just don't care. You know, I've, I've put up with your shit for a long enough and now you need to be spanked. It's stuck in the virtual locker, and that's that's what I'm doing. And I've committed to doing that this campaign. I've committed to doing that with my Twitter. I've committed to doing that with my show. Um, I'm not going to let these people set in the shadows and, and attack good libertarians anymore. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to bring them to the light, and we're going to mock them relentlessly. It's funny. I actually have in my notes here, I put Megan McCain because I, I literally like – I. I I mean, I wanted to work it in somehow. This is a terrible, ham-fisted way to work it in. But I, I spent probably like a good hour watching your recent roasting on him just through Twitter, just in there laughing, drinking beer. <laughs> like, oh, with uh, oh, when, uh, talking about John McCain with all those people yeah. that were like, he's an American hero. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, an American hero? Okay, to who? Not to, yeah. not to Middle Eastern children, that's for sure. You know what I mean? No, uh, that one was great. That got yeah. that was spread all over Twitter. I think there was a tower in there at some point. It, it, um, it was yeah, fun. There, there was a tower. I'm pretty sure someone towered that. Daddy's in hell. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's. So here's the thing. Um, I, I'm not a person who like rejoices in death of almost anybody. You know, um, and I don't, I don't celebrate. I don't dance on graves. But I don't give a shit about John McCain. He's such a fucking warmonging piece of shit uh, that I just don't, I don't care. Like I. I, the world became a safer place when John McCain died. I mean, period, yeah. plain and simple. You know, it'll become a safer place when John Bolton dies too. I have no love, no respect whatsoever for for neoconservatives uh, that are warmongers and continue to to push for these these bloodthirsty wars for oil and wars for poppy fields. And um, I'm not afraid to say it. You know, these these people are vile, disgusting pieces of shit. And when they die, the world gets safer. And so, uh, you know, if people want to go after me for that, that's fine too. Bring it on. I'm not scared of you. Yeah, no, I, t- I take the perspective when it comes to death. Like, not that I'm necessarily going to go harder on you after you die, but at the same time, it's like, just because you die doesn't make you any more or less of a piece of shit. So, like, yeah, I mean, I went, if- I went hard at John McCain when he was alive, and I'll continue to go yeah. hard at John McCain when he's dead because a lot of the shit that, you know, a lot of the stuff that he pushed for is still uh, in play today. You know, these, these wars are still going on. And, um, you know, I, I I came to this whole movement because I went and served a term uh, a tour in, in Iraq in war. I mean, I saw these policies firsthand. I know what they do. I know how devastating it is to people that are not here drinking their fucking Starbucks on their iPhone. You know what I mean? Um, it's it, they're bad news. And and I you know that's another thing. My show is definitely going to be uh, used to wake people up about the dangers of war, such planning, all that good stuff. But um, I, I'm as anti-war as they come. Uh, and, and I have no respect for neoconservatives and their, their war hawk bullshit. None. And, and that doesn't stop when you die. I'm still going to call you out on it. Have you hit up Shane Hazel yet? Because I feel like you guys would hit it off. Oh, well. that's, my, that's my boy. I love Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, no. and, Shane, me and Shane are cool. Uh, funny story about Shane. Shane was trying to get me on Radical for a long time on a show. And 
I showed up to the Georgia State Convention last year, and I walked in, and he's like, "Hey, hey, man, come here." He's like, "We got the whole podcast set up over here in the hallway. Come sit down." I'm like, "All right, man." I'm all hungover and shit. I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Shane. He's probably he's probably top five favorite people in this movement. Shane Hazel for sure. I, I, you definitely need to follow him. Uh, he was the spoiler in Georgia. He's probably the most hated man in Georgia by the Republicans right now, and he doesn't give a shit. He wants their party to die. So um, I love I love that guy very much. Very, yeah, he's very probably much. he's probably like in my top three favorite episodes that I've done because he I did an episode with him from like on military culture because oh, I'm yeah. a I'm, I'm a veteran as well, and sure. it was it was probably my top three favorite episodes. So like. Yeah, it, it was really good. I highly, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys go on together because that that'll be a good one. Oh, um, I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have Shane on the show. Uh, he'll definitely, he'll definitely be doing an episode yeah. with me. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I love that guy, and he is just a savage man. I mean, he is absolutely savage. He does not give a shit what you think about him or or uh, and it, and if you support these wars and if you support these bad policies, he's he'll call you a bitch just like I'll call you a bitch. And and so you know, there's some kindred soul going on there, <laughs> definitely. He's yeah. looks a lot. He looks a lot more savage than I do, though. Yeah, that, that is one thing that I do like like about like the ve- like veterans and stuff. It's just the mentality you get out of there. It's just so much less pussyfooting around. Like you know, no none of this like pearl clutching bullshit. Like, yeah, dude. If you've, I, ever, I, if you've ever showered in a shower <laughs> stall on a, yeah. on a on a carrier in the middle of the Persian Gulf, you you really learn to not give a shit about things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, but uh, is there anything you want to hit on before we uh, t- kill it? Anything else you want to push or talk about or no? Uh, just just the podcast. If you see yeah. this, please please uh, subscribe to the YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com backslash fight the despots. I promise you I'm going to give you a good show. Uh, the, the goal is to, to have our first live show on the 24th, which is this coming Wednesday. I'm waiting on my laptop in the mail, so it may get pushed out a week. I'm not sure yet, but if 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 it doesn't, the 24th will be the first show. But I promise you, I'm going to give you a good show. I'm about 110 followers or subscribers away from 1,000, which is going to let me uh, get some of that sweet sweet ad revenue grift, so that I can become the stay at home dad that I deserve to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so check me out there and check me out on Twitter at Joshua at large. Uh, that's where I that's where I lob bombs, man. That's where we have fun. That's where Tower Gang resides. Uh, it's it's a good time, and you should definitely definitely join in the fun with us. Yeah, yeah, definitely DM me or Josh if you want to get in on a uh, Tower Gang madness. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, you, like you can find me, like I said at the beginning, No Way Jose YouTube channel on anywhere audio podcasts are at the Liberty Movement YouTube and BitChute as well. Liberty Movement on Facebook and MeWe. Hit me up at the Liberty Movement Gmail or Liberty Movement Global at gmail.com. Uh, you know, also give me money, patreon.com slash no way Jose 2020. Give this or, man money. Seriously. <laughs> give me some give him, money. He's got kids to feed too, man. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't do you not give a shit about my kids. <laughs> you know, all right. And Would you fed. think of the children? <laughs> yeah, and the fed.app if you want to give me crypto, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's been really great having you on. I'm really happy we got people like you guys are building up your media presence. That way we don't have you know, we can kind of move away from the cathedral more and more, which is kind of a big part of decentralization and such, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, I hope to have you on again some other time. You know, you always – I'm always be glad to come on your show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. We'll, we'll set it up. Uh, we'll set yeah. up a Friday. I got I got like 30 guests, uh, you know, pining for, for positions of Senator Brakey out of Maine and mm. got just really great people. But you're one of those really great people, dude. So <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want to yeah. come on, I would love to schedule an episode with you. I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. I'd definitely be down. I mean, I said that little tongue in cheek because I assumed you already probably had like scores of people lined oh, up. So cool, man. I want, <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm going to have all kinds of different people on, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and I would love to have you on. I think it'd be a lot of fun and uh, bring your A game though, man, because we're going to lob bombs. 
All right, cool. I'll get I'll get that like nice level of drunk where I'm not too far gone, but you know I'm talkative. A little bit of bourbon, <laughs> man. A little bit of bourbon, absolutely. Yeah. With that, I, I really know. appreciate you coming on. We'll go ahead and kill it here. Deuces, everybody. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go check out his shit. <laughs> all right, bye.